welcome back to another episode of the Make It A Double podcast, the show where my brother and I talk about how to be more efficient, creative, productive, and uh, whatever else is really on our minds. Um, my name is Michael. This is my brother, Nico. Tell him how it works. All right. Thanks, everyone, for being here today. So on the Make It A Double podcast, we uh, we like to take the first half of the show and catch up with each other a little bit, see what each other was doing the last week or so. And then we like to get into our trade-up challenge of the week. And the trade-up challenge is basically we started with an item in our house, and each week we're trying to trade that item for a new, bigger, and better item, which is uh, you know, a little funny, a little fun, and, and a good thing to talk about. In the second half of our show, we like to get into the you know systems, tools, or tactics that we might uh, implement and talk about to you know get better productivity, self-improvement, that sort of a thing. Um, but before anything, we always like to start it out with a cheers. So yes, sir. cheers, Michael. What are you drinking tonight? Cheers, brother. I have got uh, a Makers and Pepsi. Funny story about the Diet Pepsi. Um, well, cheers. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the same guy who last week gave me the Xbox games and the floating shelf and the lamps gave me four cases of Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Along with everything else, yeah. And I was like, I was like, why do you have all this? You're really just getting rid of it. He's like, semi rollover. I was like, what? He's semi like, rollover. Yeah, that's where he got these cases of Pepsi. A truck rolled over or something. <laughs> and he was just there to grab him and run. I didn't get the full story, <laughs> to be honest. That is but the most Logan he, thing I've ever heard in my life. It wasn't Logan. Oh, I thought it was Logan Ogden. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for Ogden and Logan. I shouldn't say. <laughs> but kinda. Um, <laughs> but I mean Um I I don't know the context of how he got them, but like he saw my look of confusion and was like, soon as the truck rolls over, insurance pays for everything. All of it. So the Pepsi's free. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it just seems like one All of those right. weird loopholes that people don't... Anyway, to go even farther on the other end of the spectrum, outside of the chasing vodka shots with Gatorade, look at this fucking ice globe. Look at my little ice sphere. Ooh. Very Don famous. Draper. Yeah. I didn't know who that was. I just remember you one time I said something. Oh, I think you sent me a Snapchat from like the elevator of your office and you had been working until like 9 p.m., and you were like carrying a drink with you, and you were like Don fucking Draper or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> that definitely had to have been at least six that, years ago. <laughs> six that to was, ten. That was Utah Nico for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was Gun Ranch Nico. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. sorry, sorry to expose you like that. I didn't mean to. Um, but uh, while I'm still mixing my drink, um, you know how how was your week? How have you been since last pod? Anything? eventful happen yeah no not a lot i mean uh so my wife julie she uh went on a little road trip she drove up to san francisco and hung out with a friend of hers for a few days so had the house all to myself with the dogs and i, I had all these big plans you know i was gonna really i was gonna work like 15 hours a day just get super caught up and ahead i was gonna work out hard every day you know cook myself dinner and lunch and just you know it was going to be perfect. And, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, stayed up too late and slept in and <laughs> yeah, I feel like when a piece of your 
normal routine gets removed and you don't have a really solid plan of how you're going to replace it, it's just things go into chaos. Like I was like, okay, work's over. Now what do we do? <laughs> Typically, I just like, Julie, what do you want to have for dinner? Or what are we doing next? You know what well, I mean? It's not just the routine that disappears. It's your main source of feedback <laughs> and accountability. Like your accountability buddy left town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Boomer, Boomer, I swear my dog Boomer is just looking at me like, what did you do with her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. But I had a good week. You know, I almost said a... something that was probably not podcast friendly. So I'm glad I didn't. But um <laughs> It was a it was a good week. It was a productive week. Got a lot of work done, and uh, didn't get all of the things done I wanted to. But you know, working on it. I did get a lot of workouts in. I've been being consistent with that. Which five is out of a hundred. Five out of a hundred. You know what? I worked out one time, and then I was like, I wonder how many days left until we have a trip planned. We're going to go to Costa Rica for Julie's thirtieth birthday, and I looked at the calendar and I was like I wonder how many days left until we leave you know like how you know how in sh- how many abs could I have until <laughs> how many days does it take to get one row of abs you know I think it I think it happens by row I think I could get three or four abs by the time no I so I was looking and it was it was exactly 99 days until we left and I had just worked out once and so I was like oh that's perfect 100 just, days 100 days happened to work out. So now I'm on day five, five out of 100, five out of 100. Got it done. It's been good. Dude, that's fire. Yeah. I, I just want to close the green ring on my watch 100 days in a row. How hard could it be? See, even I when say I, that, but yeah. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I mean, <laughs> you'd be surprised. There are some things that just, I don't know if it's timing. I don't know if it's a specific like event you're looking forward to, but sometimes things just click and it becomes really easy to just all of a sudden have discipline that you never once before had. Like I, so I think you can do it. But what I was going to say is I feel like I can, I, I go and lift sometimes for like an hour, 90 minutes. And my green ring is like not even half closed. Like my exercise goal, right? Or is the green one, the move workout? No, the green one's the exercise one, but you have, they have a, open goal for the workout. They even have lifting weights as, as the goal. But it doesn't just track my heart rate or whatever, or like my steps. It will, but it's not as accurate as just starting a workout. Like even if you go outside and take your dog for a walk, if you do outdoor walk, then you can get 15 mm. minutes. Cause I also run on the treadmill sometimes and I never, anyway, this is not what this podcast is about. Um, <laughs> but I'm proud of you. I had a Thanks. pretty good week as well. Last Saturday, um, I realized that I hadn't gotten out to go take photos for me. Um, Excuse me. That's bound to happen on this podcast. A couple of burps here and there. (laughs) Um, I realized I hadn't had a chance to go out and take photos for like for myself in a while. I have been talking about making YouTube videos for like a year, walking around mentally thinking that I am a YouTuber, even though I'm not. Anyway, so I I did a vlog. I went on on Antelope Island. I took some photos and it just, it felt good. And then I think the Monday, my headphones I ordered showed up and I just kind of did like a daily vlog. And then in the middle of that, reviewed the headphones. I don't know. It felt good. I just felt good. I got some stuff done that I had always kind of wanted to do more of. That's awesome. Yeah. Good week. Um, You got... You got a few videos posted then? Not 
all of the A roll is filmed and they're coming. Oh, okay. They're around the corner. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna give you, they're in give the you queue. a little crap. I, I was thinking as you were talking about this earlier when we weren't recording that I was gonna give you a little crap and say that um we've posted more podcasts on YouTube in the last month than I think you have in the last six or something year. like that. Or the, last the last video year. I uploaded was a year ago. Oh, okay. Or whenever the earthquake was. Um, oh. But there's a lot to that. I mean, I think I said it already at some point that doing this with you is far less scary than pointing a camera at my face and trying to convince myself that like what I have to say in my life matters enough to post somewhere. But that's a whole other thing. Um, so yes, I, I got some stuff done. There's things in the queue. But I also was telling you before we, you know, before we were recording that doing this podcast has actually been insanely helpful in, you know, over, getting over the, the, I think, one biggest hurdle, which is just kind of putting a camera on you and talking and doing it naturally. Like, I feel like without practice, I would push record and this character would show up and I would, you know, it, like this fake persona. Yeah. And this has just helped me get used to talking more naturally and knowing that I'm being recorded. But, um, that was a little That's bit good, longer though. intro. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that was a little bit longer intro than we've had in the past, but I do think that, you know, we we've said before that this podcast is a way for you and I to catch up and stay in touch. And so I don't I don't mind that we spent the first nine, ten minutes on it. So um Are you delaying your trade up? Not at all, mother <laughs> Frencher. <laughs> now that now that we're here. And you decide <laughs> to start spitting vitriol and nasty shit at me. <laughs> shit talk. Go. What do you have? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, um, I haven't used the word vitriol, I think, ever in my life. And I've now said it twice in the last, like, seven days. I didn't read it anywhere. I didn't see it anywhere. It just, I don't know. I didn't even know that was a word. So good for you. You're so eloquent. That's so what I do. Have to, I have to send you a quick image. Hold on, stand by for those oh. who those who only listen. I do apologize, but I'm going to text Michael a photo of what I have acquired for my good book. I'm so anxious. I'm so worried that I'm going to be so fucking mad. I don't think you're going to be mad. That's horse shit. <laughs> explain to the listeners what you see it's a bike it's like a brand new road bike this thing's yes. probably thousands of dollars i don't think it's thousands hundreds I think it's for like, sure i i had that on my list over 500 dollars. no that is a i think a, it's a sleek looking road bike tell me the story before i get more angry and who is it from First, who gave it to you? You want the story or you want No, I want you to tell me who gave it to you. I can't disclose. It's confidential. I had to sign an NDA. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> tell me who gave that to you. Felipe. Sounds about right. Traitor. <laughs> no. So he came over on Saturday. We had to go to a birthday beach thing. And uh sounds miserable. So then I told him about the pod and he's like, when's this podcast coming out, dude? I was like, dude, it went live last night. 
and there's three out there. You can listen to him right now. He's like, are you kidding me? And, uh, so he was telling, I was telling him a little bit about it and, uh, we, I got onto the conversation of the trade up and I was like, Oh, actually, do you have the book tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss? Cause it's one of the best books I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you're not much of a reader, which he is, but good decoration, paperweight, monitor stand. Yeah, I gave him the whole spiel. I gave him everything about, you know. I'm going to get up to having a boat or a car or something, and my final trade is going to be for the book Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. <laughs> you, you really you bring trade, it full circle. You trade a boat back to Felipe for my original book. Uh-huh. <laughs> No. So I told him about that and he's like, oh, actually, I've been wanting to get that book. Like I know this person and this person that have it. I was like, you got anything to trade? <laughs> he's like, actually, I have this bike. And I was like, you can't trade me a bike for this book. Like that's too much. He's like, literally, I've been trying to get rid of this bike for weeks. Like I'm about to go put it on the sidewalk and just let somebody take it. And I'm I willing said, to bet that bike is worth more than a thousand dollars. No, no, no. Road bikes that are like half a pound like that are it's not expensive. half a pound it's not half a pound there are some road bikes that are a thousand dollars i don't think this one is i think it's hundreds of dollars maybe two maybe three i don't think it's four hundred dollars i felt good about my trade this week and you're still way ahead of me it's not quite as bad as i was. it's almost as bad as i was imagining in my head i thought that you got like an old laptop or something oh that'd be sweet maybe i could yeah. trade the bike for an old laptop so anyway, is your story done? So he decided he would trade me the bike and Julie went and picked it up for me. So yes, I'm done. I'm not. What did you trade? I'm just disappointed. Seems unfair, but. <laughs> Sorry, dad. Sorry, dad. Perfectly fair. It's exactly what you did. Yeah. Except for I it, did it in person. Yeah, it's fair. If anything, I felt guilty about the trade. I was like, I can't give you this book for this entire bike. But at the end of the day, I was like, if he wants to do it, he wants to do it. Yeah, I hear you. Still not happy about it, but um, <laughs> I. But you also you all already mentioned it. I think when we were Facetiming the other day, like we're going to exhaust those resources of like friends and family that just have shit they want to give us. Yeah, exactly. We're going to exhaust those resources really quick, and. It rained on the bike yesterday, so it's already, you know, decreased in value. So to recap, you started with this book, Failed Week One. This good book. <laughs> good. Very good book. Um, <laughs> you failed week one. Did you donate the money to the World Wildlife Foundation? No. Send me the link. I'll do it right now. Okay. Well, I'm not going to. Do it right now. I'll do it right after the pot. Oh, yeah. Um, but you owe $50 to them because you failed week one. I want to remind you of that failure. <laughs> I want uh, you to feel it. I want you to go to sleep at night remembering that you failed first. <laughs> and then you leveled up like <laughs> ten to week 10, and you got this multiple $100 bike. But honestly, good for you. Like I said, I feel like I have some advantages of still being in our hometown and state. And so yeah. you're going to run lucky. out of people. For sure, yeah. before me. Felipe can't just give me bikes every week. So. He'll try. He'll do his damnedest. <laughs> he, he will. He'll, 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 be like, start, uh, he'll start recruiting. I don't, have, 
he'll be like, I could give you this car. Let yeah. Me, let me call my friend. I'm really Scott. sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's low on gas, but it works. <laughs> He's going to start nice. recruiting for you. He's going to have friends of friends of friends, like, backing you and just giving you stuff. Anyway. So, just the best people. Those two. Yeah. Anyway. You're like, I used to think so. <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> Opinion on Felipe is changing a little bit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, literally, like my favorite person. Um, well, I still feel pretty good about my trade, considering I feel like mine's for some reason more legit. More, yeah, more. It's not any more legit. It, it's like it's the exact same thing, but you just got a better thing. Let's hear it. To, to recap my line, I started with like a little four inch flashlight keychain flashlight unknown number of lumens and <laughs> super lumen walmart flashlight yeah nine led questionable lumen flashlight and i got two xbox games a floating shelf and some side table lamps and then today i traded the two xbox games for drum roll i have drums this guitar you got a guitar? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, it's pretty much brand new. You traded two Xbox games for a guitar. Yeah, dude. Dude, you went from a flashlight to a guitar in two in weeks. That's, two weeks, yeah. <laughs> that's from pretty a, good. You went from a, a good book to a road bicycle, so I still think you're ahead. But like I said, I felt uh-huh. good about pulling this together kind of last minute. Did you like practice? Do, are you learning to play? Are you going to trade it? Are you going <clears> to <throat> Anyway, here's one wall. <laughs> <laughs> Can you <laughs> Can you play uh Cuz maybe <laughs> Can you play Freebird? <laughs> no. <laughs> Skyler's fucking glaring at me like what is going on over there? <laughs> you're anyway. not gonna give us just one one quick little i did you got a you got a maybe <laughs> you got one so i took a ride on the bike i was like maybe i'll keep it and trade one of the other bikes and i didn't think felipe was that much taller than me he's a lot taller than me i was literally stretched out as far as i could reach trying to get the brakes and i, I almost I'm crashed a lot of times taller it's a very big bike. I could not. Maybe I just. Maybe you're just not flexible enough to like be bent down. Like, because those people that ride those road bikes are like, their backs are like parallel to the road, you know? There's no That's way you're doing that. They also don't have like a butterball turkey strapped to the front of them <laughs> while they're trying to. <laughs> Hey, you're a beach cruiser guy, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm much more much more beach cruiser than I'm just kidding. Bike. I see I see your snaps of you and Julie going to brunch on your beach cruisers every Sunday, and it makes me want a bike so bad. But actually, yeah, I want bike. a one wheel until I looked at that they're a thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's not chill. Like the beach cruiser, a one wheel's not chill. I mean, it's cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm saying, like, you can't go to brunch, have three mimosas, and then one wheel home. That sounds very dangerous. You couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have terrible balance. I'm awful at board sports, and it sucks that they're my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm not good at all at board sports. Have you seen that video of that? It's like somebody's mom, some old lady that's just drunk as hell leaving a bar, and then she gets on like a bird scooter, makes it like 50 yards, and then just starts getting the speed wobbles, and just the <laughs> S, the S's get bigger, and she just side plants like in the middle of the road. Have you no. seen that? No, she's okay. I did crash on a bird one time. I don't think I've ever crashed a bird. Now that I think about it, I know many people that have. Anyway, it was also post bar. We were. This was back when you could go to bars. I crashed a bird scooter. Go to what? Bars. Was that? I don't know. What? What is that? I'm being Uh, funny. Trying to be funny. It worked. It worked. I, I'm just I'm not. still mad at Felipe, honestly. I can't think straight. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you want to trade my bike for your guitar? Now we're talking. <laughs> we're on to something. No, I'm just kidding. I traded for this guitar, and I was like, I don't know that I want to get rid of this. But kind of unrelated, I started thinking, because... Anyway, I'm about to say like three things at once. So you said, I wonder if I keep this bike and I trade another bike. And then initially I kind of cringed and I was like, I don't know if that's okay. Of course it is. And then I started thinking about like, what if you get something and in order to really upgrade from it down the road, like you've got to put a little bit of money into refurbishing the thing and then you trade up? Like, is that okay? Anyway. Totally. I Yeah, I agree. So when I was thinking about you keeping that bike and then trading a different bike, I think that's fine. The whole point is just momentum. Like you start with this thing and as long as you keep going upwards and upwards and upwards, it doesn't really matter. Because another thing that was on my mind was if I couldn't find someone to trade me something, I was going to rent a Home Depot truck and go pick up a couch, (laughs) a free couch. Cause there's plenty of, there's, you know, there's, uh like washing machines and stuff like that for free and like clean it up make sure that the dials work and you know you can sell those for quite a bit of money so like i had a plan b and a plan c but that's anyway so there's like a bunch of things i was wondering about like is this fair is that fair if i don't trade my item but i pick up something for free on facebook marketplace and then i just start from there and keep trading up i think the answer to all of those things is yes right Yes, technically yes, but you also got to think about like the diminishing level of return. Like, how much time are you going to put into this trade up to the point where you're spending more of your time than it's worth? <laughs> I'm really happy you brought that up because I was thinking when I went from a flashlight to this guitar in two weeks, we should put out some goals, you know, manifest a little bit of like, okay, at what point do you feel like I feel good about this. Like I'm kind of done, like maybe not done, but like in your mind, when you think about the top of this trade line, what does that look like to you? It's not about the destination. It's about the trip. I don't think that we should put, I don't think we, it's like anything like how much money will it take before you're happy? You know what I mean? Like at what point can you stop? Just kidding. No, okay. Yeah, so sure. like only- if I were to trade this bike for a house, I would say I'm good. I'm not going to trade this house. I'll probably just live there. <laughs> but fair. Yeah. So the reason I, mean, I, I bring it up the, is because the idea is to just keep it going. We're not that unique in doing this. Like we had are already there? Are you there? Oh, we had a little interruption. Oh yeah, you froze for a sec. Did I freeze or did just you freeze? I think 
I don't know. One of us did. I, your video is a little bit grainy now, but that's okay. You were totally frozen there for a sec. Um, what were we just saying? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so diminishing that, returns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so the, the destination. Reason, the reason this came up is we're not that unique in doing this thing. There's a story from a couple of years ago from some kid in California who traded an old cell phone and ended up with a Porsche Boxster. <laughs> and like track and like track the whole thing. There's also Warman's a guy Porsche. on. There's also a guy on. Oh, shade. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> now we're Porsche. Now now are the people that go Porsche. Yeah, but that one, <laughs> the Boxster though. No, I, I have a Honda Accord with it. You actually had a Boxster <laughs> hanging on your wall most of childhood. I believe it was a 911. Oh, I think you're right. Anyway, the reason this came up is because I like we had heard we had talked about how like I kids did it in the neighborhood and then they did it on the office and then I just barely heard about this kid in California that did it a couple of years ago and then there's a guy on TikTok right now who is like really gaining momentum because he started with like a cup of sand from the beach and right now he has some celebrity's signed guitar that's worth like forty grand only he has oh, a shit. very specific goal. His goal from the very beginning was I'm going to start with this cup of sand and I want a Tesla hand-delivered to me by Elon Musk. <laughs> like <laughs> Elon Musk? I don't think yeah. he can buy that. No. Can he? he? He just, I think, wants to gain the attention enough to where oh. he'll just be like, here's Elon. a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and so, so he'll get famous enough that Elon will be like, yeah, because hey. Elon's all over. I mean, he's he's involved, you know, he's in the swing of things. He's on the Dogecoin bandwagon. He's he's up to date. And so it's not that crazy to think that Elon Musk would see this guy that started with a cup of sand and ended up with something and then was like, all right, fine, here's a car. Him or David Dobrik or something. Anyway, and then as I'm searching Facebook Marketplace for people to trade for my video games, I'm reading the descriptions of every single thing that I see that says trade, and they're doing the same goddamn thing. They're all trying to trade up. This one guy had a Nintendo Switch that mm. for some reason he wouldn't trade for my two Xbox games. <laughs> um, here. But, it, but anyway, uh, when I start, when I started thinking of that guy from TikTok who was trading all the, whose goal was to have a Tesla given to him by Elon Musk. I was like, I think like when I imagine this reaching a point where I'm like, okay, I kind of did it. Like this is, this is the moment where it's like, holy shit, this really happened. I think it would be like a motorcycle like an old still running kind of vintage motorcycle or like a boat, even if it's like a canoe or something like that, like going from a flashlight well, a... to. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying going from a flashlight to like even an old beater motorcycle that I could take around town or like a canoe I could push out on a lake. Canoe. Such Wait, a win. Where are you going to put a canoe? A drift boat or something. Oh, uh, oh storage. Figure that out when I get the canoe. I need a canoe first. <laughs> <We're Canoe. storage. laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, other than on top of a suburban, where do people keep canoes? <laughs> I don't know. I but literally. All right. I was um, thinking that if I got a signed guitar worth forty grand, I would definitely just take the forty grand. <laughs> I did it. Bye TikTok. <laughs> like yeah, uh, here's my forty grand. See you later. I'm going to go buy Tesla stock. Rather <laughs> <laughs> than buy the Tesla, I'm just you can't even buy the Tesla tequila, right? I don't know. I didn't even know that was the thing. 
Oh, I think he's just sending it to influencers. But it's a lightning bolt test bottle. It's like this nice glass bottle that has this little metal stand. And I think uh, he secretly wants to be like a famous influencer person rather than an entrepreneur. He loves yeah. to get into the media. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he got really rich off of PayPal and was like, fuck. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm no, I gonna, think originally I'm not gonna downplay anything these. Elon Musk has done. He's literally building yeah. a city called Starbase. <laughs> Star Killer Base. Yeah. And I loved how he when he came out with the uh Teslas, the models were the model Sexy. S, the models three, the model X and the model Y. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. He's just like an internet troll nerd kind of just with Pretty billions much. of dollars. Shout I think I'll make a flamethrower. I think I'll make a flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Elon, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Since I know Elon Musk is listening to our podcast, shout out to Elon Musk. (laughs) I used to to say Elon Musk. (laughs) I said Elon Musk for so long. (laughs) What sounds more ridiculous when you look at the way that it's spelled? No, I mean... I, it just, yeah, it sounds great. I don't know. All right. All right. <laughs> we got to wrap up this first half. Let's take a quick break, refill our drinks, restart our cameras, and then we'll come back and I have some stuff to talk to you about. Sounds good. We should start with a disclaimer. Like, if you want to get to actual serious stuff and not listen to us just banter for nothing, just skip to 30 minutes. Oh, that's true. You know how in YouTube videos they can do that? They can say, they can put timestamps that you can skip forward to. Yeah. You think Spotify and Apple Podcasts lets you do that? I don't know. Let's give it a shot. I'll see you on the other side. All right. Later. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to side B of the Make It a Double podcast. Um, how was your break, Nico? It was good. Yeah, been good. We've got the whole the whole family here, so yeah, it's a lot going on. Might, you might have heard the family in the background just a little bit. We... Um, We'll eventually get better at keeping those intermissions to like five minutes and not a full hour. Cause I feel like in every episode I've watched, we come back from the break lit. Like <laughs> way more than I wouldn't before. say lit. It's side A, side B. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different. This I think is it's just th- later. We're just more tired. Second half of the podcast has nothing to do with is anything the, else. Is the podcast after dark. Which is kind of counterintuitive. Like, it's you ever watched Skinamax at first a.m.? <laughs> I think the second half is supposed to be like the serious half, but it's also the half that we've had a couple drinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's like we're trying to talk about being productive while being Drunk. very unproductive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Listen, anyways, it's fine. Um, so Thirsty Thursday, huh? That's essentially Thirsty what this Thursday. Is. This is just a yeah. more adult version of Thirsty Thursday. So is it adult? It seems very immature, bro. You're like forty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I just turned thirty. It's a whole crisis. Um, so what I wanted to talk to you about today, or like spend time on in the second half, is I feel like there may be some people wondering, like who are these guys and why do I care what they think about being more productive? And you know what, like, like, you know what I mean? And so 
I, I, we haven't done anything really to like portray or you shouldn't play. They shouldn't trust us that, um, or even that it's like something that we're actually into, you know, I don't know if we've, so what I'm getting at is I want to spend some time talking about who are your favorite authors, YouTubers, who, what are your favorite podcasts? What are the most impactful books you've read? Like just, some of the things that you have read and watched and listened to that have brought you into this place of wanting to talk weekly about being more productive, being more efficient, like some of the things that kind of sparked or was the catalyst in you wanting to not want not that you had always dreamed of doing this podcast, but it was like, what are the things that have been the most impactful to you that have led you to be sure. the type of person who craves and like geeks out on productivity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think that we could, cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I think that maybe let's do like every other, like you pick a, pick a podcast, pick a YouTuber, pick a YouTube video, pick a book, whatever you want to do. And then just tell me a little bit about it for anybody who may have not be aware of it. And then, you know, the impact that it had on you and then I'll go and then you go and then that'll be 30 minutes because we talk too much. talk about this could easily be a two-hour podcast if we recorded the middle part (laughs) um okay well i think the only way to start is with um getting things done by david allen if you are trying to be productive at all in your life um i think the book by david allen called getting things done is like the it's kind of the productivity book that really kicked it all off and it's very misunderstood book because the title's called getting things done but the subheading is uh the art of stress-free productivity so it's not about getting more done mm. it's about getting things done without having stress or chaos in your life right yeah and you know one of the core premises of of it is that you know your mind is not for uh, its mind is for thinking things and creating things. It's not very good at storing and organizing them, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if our mind worked the way that was conducive to being productive, like we wouldn't think about, oh, I need to buy this, I need to buy milk at two thirty in the afternoon in the middle of a conference call at work. It would remind us when we're at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like our mind isn't always great at holding information. It's great about creating and thinking about information. Yeah. And so it, it talks about a system based on, you know, collecting all of the things, the to-dos, the open loops, and putting them into systems so that you can, you know, not have to remember them. Yeah. It's a good book. It's one of the best if you like productivity. When when did you read that? I've read it a few times but i first read it i want to say 2015 i think when i first got out here um i think i don't know for sure but um i also like half read it a few times before i read it all the way through you know i'm not the best at getting through the whole book which i'm not one of those people that feels like every time you start a book you have to finish it yeah but you know you get you get the the get a few chapters. You get the in. gist yeah, of I the book. It. Three. <laughs> no, not a few chapters. But if you're three fourths the way through, you kind of get the gist of the book. And th- this one's more like a, you know, one you can flip through and pick your section. So I constantly go back through it and be like, man, 
I really feel like my projects are unorganized right now and I don't know how I'm supposed to be organizing them. And then I'll go back to the project section of the book and just read that chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad that this is what we're talking about the second half of this, because as different as we are, I, we, I, we're so much the same person in a lot of ways. And I feel like I have the same struggles. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we definitely have the same level of discipline, attention span. Like, <laughs> we would like discipline. Yeah. Like this sounds like a really good idea. I'm going to focus on this. Both of us. Until, oh yeah. I think that's a good idea. And this, and then that. Yeah. Do what we say, not what we do. <laughs> um, yeah. That would, that should be, that should be the name of this. That podcast. should be the, yeah, honestly, chain <laughs> rebranding. Um, so my first one I want to go with is something that I listened to on audiobook probably, um, I think it was my first year living at Sandpiper. So 2017, no, yeah, yeah, 2017 ish, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, the book is So Good They Can't Ignore You. And then the little subtitle is Why Skills Trump Passion in the Quest for Work You Love. It's by Cal Newport. Um, and it's essentially this really counterintuitive um, book, uh, you know, that, that's essentially just says the, the argument is that talent and skills are more important than, not more important, but like sh should. Uh, determines like your career path. Like a lot of people think that they need to do something that they're passionate about, but that's not necessarily the full story. And I'm not doing this justice. And it has been a couple of years since I listened to it, but I just remember it really shifting my mindset as somebody who's very emotionally driven and kind of like flies by whatever I'm feeling passionate about that day. You know what I mean? And it just breaks it down into more strategic ways to kind of build career capital. And he, he, right. he uses analogies like, you know, being a craftsman and, and building up career capital in different areas that all kind of equate finding work. I'm not doing this justice, but no, um, you are. And, and, and so, I, I've also go ahead. I've also read that book, and yeah. I think that um, the the other part of that is when you build that career capital and you spend the time, you know, Malcolm Gladwell calls it the 10,000 hours. When you put that time in, you all of a sudden, it becomes your passion. Like, yes, it's almost yes, hard yes, to get so good at something uh, without it becoming your passion also. Yeah, and that ties in really closely with something that is one of the first things I ever heard Gary Vee say which is like one of the most important things somebody can do is be self-aware enough to understand who they are and who they aren't. Like understand the difference between who you are and who you wish you were, and then double down on those things that you're good at. You know, very few people are lucky enough to be both passionate about and good at the same thing. And so, and, and again, this isn't black and white, obviously, like even if you're not good at something, but you're passionate about it, chase it. But like, it, it was just really, really good for me at a really impactful time. And uh, he quotes Steve Martin a bunch of times. And I think Steve Martin as a comedian, his whole coming up story as a comedian and being counted out over and over again, it's just awesome. And I'm just not going to do it justice. But like of all the books that I've actually read and retained for the most part, like the main messages, so good they can't ignore you. Cal Newport, 10 out of 10 recommend. 
if that's the only book someone reads about self-help and productivity, it will give them more than almost any other yeah. book. You know what I mean? Like, and, and if I think a lot of people like to tout four-hour work week, and that's fine for like some people, but realistically, most people, if you read so good they can't ignore you, and you incorporate like an understanding that I'm just going to be the best in my field. I'm just going to go and crush it and mm-hmm. get very, very good at the thing that I already know how to do a little bit, or I've been hired to do, or I'm studying for, or exactly. I'm training for all of those things. You're going to find the passion and you're going to find the career skills to take you to the next level. And then you can make different decisions. Yeah. And it, and it's actionable. Like it tells you like it, it really is a very palpable, like actionable book in how to reframe the way that you think and look at things. And like I said, I, I, I'm a very like fleet, like fleeting, emotional, passionate person. And so I'm constantly wondering, like, am I really doing something I love? Like, is this what I want to do with my life? You know what I mean? And so like this mm-hmm. book gives you a way of thinking that gives you much more control over that to where you can be doing something that you're passionate about, but also actionable um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself, but, um, the biggest difference I would say between this and the four hour work week is that so good. They can't ignore you is not geared towards entrepreneurs. Like this isn't a book no. that's telling you to build something for yourself. This is a book that's telling you how to build yourself. Right. Whether it's a becoming a guitarist or an expert cyclist or the master of the trade up challenge exactly. or, a speed reader. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe you just want to be able to be an excellent surfer and uh just crush it in surfing. Kira's in the room you know? with you right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your second thing? Um okay. The second thing I would say, let's switch it up from you know, self-help and books to podcast. This is a little bit more than podcast, but the bigger pockets podcast, uh is probably one of the most popular real estate podcasts and it's geared towards uh investing real estate investing and i mean it also just gets into entrepreneur and business for sure it's definitely leans heavily into real estate but investing in real estate is a business and it is an entrepreneurial endeavor and it is very good. And typically what they do, their format is that they will bring on a guest who is an investor and who's had success and uh, they just tell tell their come up. You know what I mean? They tell their story of starting from the beginning and saying, here's my first property. And uh, yeah. That's awesome. How long has that been around? How long have you been listening to it? I've been listening to that one since, gosh. Since I, I don't even know, since it started almost, probably. But I remember listening to it back in Salt Lake, so. Oh, long time then. 2013. So. 2012. My my next, it's not really one that I want to talk about. Like, if I can say YouTube in general, but that's not really fair. There's a couple of people I definitely want to talk about that, I mean, of all the mediums that you can consume this type of content that helps you become better and inspires you youtube is by far my the the thing that i do the most more than reading more than listening to audiobooks anything like that um but the person that comes most to mind is matt diavella and he got really really big 
um, when he made a bunch of uh, videos around minimalism and just it, it was before it became a before it became cool. He literally like bought 10 of the exact same shirts. He wears the same shirt every day because he doesn't want to think about it. He cooks the exact same meal every single day. Um, but he's also worked in video. That's like his career that he's always done. So he's a great director, cinematographer, storyteller. Um, and then his channel really, really took off when he started doing all these 30-day challenges. And similar to us, he's just like constantly craving ways to be better, ways to improve his life, ways to become more effective and things like that. And so he uh, did breath work for 30 days. He took cold showers for 30 days. He went vegan for 30 days. He cut out sugar entirely for 30 days. And so he 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 started making lots of videos like that, but with this core element of just being like a minimalist type person and the first video i ever came across actually other than the minimalism one was everything you've been told about money is a lie and he made this really effective um digestible video about you know how to think about and handle money in a, a modern age as a younger person and how that was different than everything you'd ever been taught and so if you're somebody who's on YouTube a lot, you've heard of Matt Diavella. But if not, he actually just made the Netflix documentary that came out on the first of the year, uh, which this year, which was about minimalism. Can't remember the exact title, but um, he's a huge. I haven't seen that yet. Have you? I haven't watched it yet. No. Um, but he is. Uh, I, I remember being stoked. I was like, my dude, like that's the dream. Like, what do you do after you build up a giant YouTube audience? Like, what's next? A fucking Netflix deal. That's what's next. <laughs> um, so I would get your bag, man. Right, <laughs> back up the Brinks truck. Um, so I, I would say he's he's the the other person that I would recommend. What about you? Yeah, you have a third. Well, one? yeah. No, I mean, I could do this literally for hours because I'm a heavy consumer of this type of content. But um, I mean, if we're talking YouTube, I think Thomas Frank is a huge one. Oh yeah. I mean, he started as like study tips for college students. He had a whole website on study tips for college students. He wrote a book on how to get better grades in college. Um, but his whole YouTube is about productivity and, you know, getting better at being better at getting better, whatever, yeah. whatever that phrase is. Yeah. And along but, um, on that same vein, I would say Ali Abdal, who you showed me, who yeah. Got his Thomas Frank started like six years ago, and Ali Abdal started maybe a year and a half, two years ago. No, because his earliest videos are him like still in medical school. Like he got sure. I mean, he got serious about it and started talking about productivity. Yeah, like two yeah, yeah. Years. Yeah, he got big about productivity. So he, yeah, he shifted. That's when he started to grow. Was about two years ago when he had already been a doctor for a bit. But um, when he started his channel and when he first started getting thousands of uh, subscribers. It was how to study for the MCAT. You know, it was very right. niche, like mm -hmm. in a time where nobody else was really doing that. Well, they started a business when he talks about competitive advantage, him and his brother. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, for sure. But, um, him and his friends in school started a business teaching students how to prepare for whatever medical test or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it became really successful. And he taught himself to code. Like, he was an entrepreneur before he ever recorded yeah. a YouTube video, e for sure. Even now, like, you can tell that he has reached a level of YouTube that he's kind of comfortable with. 
and he's just desperate for these other things. Like in his podcast with his brother, he's constantly doing like a sleight of hand card tricks that he's like learning. He hired a freestyle rap coach. He is like, he, the dude cannot stop like pushing himself and learning anyway. Um, so you said Thomas I Frank say desperate. I don't know. I think I'm just like a huge fan of his for some reason. I don't Did know. I say desperate? I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I don't think you meant it that way. I just meant like saying. insatiable. Like the dude craves learning and pushing himself. Yeah. Um, he also doesn't drink, so that probably helps. Yeah, no. Okay, I hate him now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just don't know if I'd invite him to a party. You know what I mean? <laughs> he could do some sleight of hand tricks for us while we're all drunk. He's still practicing. He could freestyle rap, also still practicing. <laughs> Shout out Ali Abdal. I know you're listening to this. <laughs> um, anyway, you said Thomas Frank. I said Ali Abdal. Uh, do you have another influencer podcast book? Book, maybe? Let's go back to book. Yeah, the other book is uh, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sadie. Fan-fucking-tastic. I, if, you've never read, if you've never read that book and you wonder why you're broke... Read I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sadie. It's fucking good. Is it a new book? No. Because somebody... he started a blog called I Will Teach You to Be Rich.com and wrote blog post after blog post after blog post for like 15 years. And then he made it into a book. Oh, one of my favorite Instagrammers actually just like just in the past couple of months has been like ranting about it. Like, read this. Why have you not read this book yet? I mean, it's a clickbait title, but it's really about. A personal finance. It's about here's how to structure your finances, whether you make $30,000 a year or $300,000 a year, and eventually you won't be strapped for cash. I mean, won't be so many people. I mean, while we're having this conversation, I feel like it would be wrong not to mention Gary Vee. Like he's a little loud. He's a, I, he's a little loud. He's a little in your face, but like he's been doing it from the beginning. Like he was one of the very first people I remember all over social media talking about. I don't think he has bad advice, and I like his. I like his advice. I just am not a fan. I guess. I mean, I guess he's I have like, a hard time. I have a hard time following him. I don't know why. He he's definitely loud, and he puts out a lot of content. He puts out so much content all the time. And uh, I'm not him. Like, I feel like a lot of the time the mentors that you pick and, like, the idols that you pick, you're supposed to, like, have a lot of similarities to. And I'm constantly seeing reasons why him and I are not the same. But uh, the advice is real, you know? And, like, yeah, yeah, he he just – he has a way of wording things that I feel like he's talking directly to me. And and I think that he's honest. Like, there's a lot of bullshitters out there who are talking out their ass. Um. This is a little bit of a side note, but this is why things like Clubhouse are getting so big because it's easy to sound like you know what you're talking about on a scripted YouTube video or on well-crafted blog posts or well-crafted tweets or very strategic Instagram posts or whatever. But to talk live, back and forth dialogue on something like Clubhouse, it's exposing and you have to actually know what you're talking about. You can't be full of shit and succeed on clubhouse. And so that's why things like that are um, succeeding. And I think he's the type of guy who I think he speaks honestly. I don't think he has another agenda. I don't think he's a fake ass guru. I like the stuff he says. Anyway, what else? Who else? Um, 
I'm not saying I don't like the stuff he says for the record. I just want to clarify that. You just don't like him, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like him. Um, well, I've talked about Atomic Habits, James Clear. Love that book. Um, I think um, for – what? Go ahead. Um, probably the first and earliest thing that really started to shape the way that I think – I mean, it's so standard now. Everybody teaches it, but Simon Sinek, start with why the golden circle. Like I watched, sure. I watched like a bootlegged version of him, his speech at a college about that as part of a fraternity recruitment. Um, that whole start with why mentality long before, I, I mean, I don't know about long before, but like definitely before it was a book. Like I said, it was like, it looked like a cell phone video. Someone took it at college, but Simon Sinek since then, has come out with a ton of books. And I just love his level of empathy and his approach to leadership. Um, a lot of what he talks about is how to be a successful leader and not just entrepreneur, but just like a good person who takes care of people and um, really strong relationships and getting people to work hard for you and intrinsically motivated and blah, 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 blah. But Simon Sinek, start he's a Simon. smart dude. Yeah. And he's, and he's, and he, he, he doesn't just talk about business or just talk about the results or just talk about the inputs. Like he talks about humans and the things that humans are more or less likely to do just because we're human beings. And he, mm -hmm. he, he talks about the very natural emotional, you know, ways that that anyway, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He talks about I don't the, whole, think I... the whole person, the whole human. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I, I like Simon Sinek a lot. I think that, um, you know, that start with why video is just like one of the classics that you just cannot, you cannot miss if you haven't seen it, which I'm sure a lot of I mean, people have. In my mind, like a pivotal moment in humanity, just because of like the, the, le the scale at which that video is now shared and talked about and the context that it covers, like just that whole concept from going from the inside out revolutionary it changed totally. everything anyway sorry go ahead no you're good i don't think i could finish this section without uh some other mentions and since i brought up bigger podcasts which is about real estate investing i also and i will teach you to be rich by ramit sadie that's a personal finance one mm -hmm. i think you also must read uh rich dad poor dad definitely robert kiyosaki um <laughs> Yeah, I mean it is really, really good, but it just rewires. Do you your think brain it's outdated? Money or do you think it's still relevant? Probably should re-listen to it, but the concepts are there. The concepts are there because it teaches you to think about letting your money work for you and not trading your time for money and stuff like that. But um. The other one um, I wanted to talk about was the podcast. I don't think that – I mean this one isn't really a self-help productivity one, but like literally probably my top three favorite podcast is Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell. That one is so good. It is just insightful Which about one? Revisionist History. Oh. Revisionist History. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. No, I just – I don't think I've heard of it. By Malcolm Gladwell, really? Oh, man. You are in for a treat. It's so good. Mm. It's so good. 
Um, I think he's done like eight, nine seasons now. I'm I'm almost done with his master class. Yeah, you are? How'd it go? It's perfect. Like, I just, I don't think that he could have possibly done a better job of, like, very straightforward giving you these, like, tools and, like, segments to use in your writing. But, like, taking that and then going and writing something is tough. But, I mean, I I jot scripts for videos and stuff all the time, and it it's already helped me, like, the way that I would have wrote something before it's like, no, 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 write it this way and then withhold that until later. And then it's like, oh, no, but use this little tool that he talks about that gets them to go, okay, now I have to keep reading. So it, it's it's very straight. It, it, it's not like a very com- – like he doesn't talk about it in a way that's complex or like tough to understand. It's very straightforward. And he tells you exactly what to do. And it makes you think about every book you've read that had an impact on you. And you're like, Jesus, this was strategic. Like they wrote this like this on purpose like you feel manipulated almost yeah that's good and um i think lastly um oh man totally just blanked on the next thing i was gonna say you're good go ahead you you go um i listened to the audiobook uh i have a couple i'm gonna rapid fire a couple while you're thinking i listened to the audiobook of zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance which was a recommendation by felipe and that is uh like a it's told through a fictional narrative of this guy and his son driving across the country on a motorcycle and it's just a, a a really interesting look into values and you know human motivation and why we do what we do in perspective and it talks um i'm not going to do it justice i just remember it bending my mind and then getting done listening to it and seeing the world differently but obviously if i can't regurgitate it very well it can't be that great i would also as far as the type of content i consume that has shaped the way like the direction my life is going handful of youtubers like peter mckinnon casey neistat like Bia Heza. Bia Heza is like this 16-year-old kid who just like understands drop shipping and has just been making tens of thousands of dollars and is like a millionaire since he was like 16 because he just got it when drop shipping was big. And he makes mm-hmm. and he makes very transparent, straightforward, actionable videos on how to do what he's doing. Um Peter McKinnon's like my one of my biggest inspirations for photo video stuff. Um Casey Neistat, like really making full-time vlogger like a a thing. I feel pioneering that. <laughs> um, totally. But so yeah, th- yeah, those are YouTubers. If you remember what yours is, I don't. Sorry, I'm distracted by everything else that's going on in my house right now. Apparently, um, is it chaotic out there? <laughs> it's all good. Um, but let me um, let me let me glance through my podcast to see if there's. A- oh my gosh. How could I forget? I knew I was saving this one for last. So I'm only like a third of the way into The Obstacle is the Way. And I know that we've talked about Stoicism in other podcasts, but the even just the email list, if you sign up for The Daily Stoic, blows my mind. It blows my mind how well this guy has read and understands, um, you know, philosopher emperors and leaders from the past and just like, it just everything makes sense really the world you know history definitely is just repeating itself over and over again like um skybot me meditations 
for Valentine's Day, I think. Anyway, Marcus Aurelius Meditations. It's basically his published journal. Um, and it's what so much of Stoicism and that is based off of now. But Obstacle the Way, Obstacle is the Way is book one of a series by Ryan Holiday. There's Ego is the Enemy, have not read. Stillness is the Key, has not read. And then he just barely came out with a book called The Boy Who Would Be King. And it's all about the backstory of Marcus Aurelius um, and how he was the first and only emperor to actually be chosen. He wasn't born into royalty. The emperor at the time saw something in him and he was groomed for the throne. And so Marcus Aurelius had this teacher that basically like a philosopher teacher. And that's who this book, whose perspective is told through. So it's this philosopher teacher who's talking to and teaching a young Marcus Aurelius who then grows up to be king. I also didn't know that Marcus Aurelius's first thing he did when he was crowned emperor was make his brother co-emperor. And like ever since then, he just led as like this very empathetic, like like the only philosopher king, the only philosopher ruler. Anyway, so I, I haven't read The Boy Who Would Be King yet, but as you can tell, I really, really want to. Um, and it's the only book that Ryan Holiday has actually done entirely by himself because he did it during quarantine. He picked the publisher. He picked the illustrator. He edited it himself. He wrote it himself. Like, all him. Wow. Um, and, yeah, the the Daily Stoic. Instagram, Twitter. The email list is amazing. You get an email every day, and it just... It's just crazy how these these ideas have been around for hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And uh, I'm going to make a note right now to add myself to that list. DailyStoic.com, man. It's so good. I was in a really, really shitty mood not too long ago. And um, the podcast, actually, he literally just reads the Daily Stoic email. So it's like a one-minute podcast episode. But I was in such a bad mood, and I played it, and he literally goes, here's three reasons why you shouldn't get mad at people that are dicks. Like, <laughs> He didn't say it like that, but he goes like, he just gave you three tools for managing your temper. Because Marcus Aurelius had a temper. He was a pretty angry guy. And then in his, and then sounds like it, it's from meditation that, that he taught, is where these like core values and virtues came from. Sorry. I haven't even read that much. I just memorized ryan holiday talking about these books and that's how i'm able to regurgitate it but i'm getting through the books stoicism is is marcus roman or greek aurelius roman i think i'm almost positive <laughs> just curious i don't i don't think i don't know why that matters um I don't know. Uh, I think yeah, yeah. That, Roman Emperor from 161 to 180 CE. Yeah, I, I figured as much. Last of the um, five emperors to rule most of the known world. Sweet. Yeah. Um, do you have any other... So I, I think we're about time. <laughs> uh, the, this episode went a little long, but do you have anything else that you haven't mentioned yet um, that you feel like is foundational to you being the type of person who loves this type of content um no but i will give a shout out because i did think of one thing that is just kind of a, a funny quirk of mine i have the bad habit of picking new productivity apps like on the weekly yeah 
So like every week I'll be like, oh, what's the latest to task manager, project manager, different software. There is a YouTube channel called Keep Productive. Um, there's a guy called Francesco who runs that, and he goes through literally like every productivity app on the planet from things to Todoist to TickTick to, you know, all of them. Like if you've thought of it, he has a YouTube video about it and it'll also bring people on and show you like how they set it up. So he has a whole bunch on Notion, for example, that you might be interested in um, and shows people like their Notion setups and their Notion dashboard and all of that. That could be fun for another episode for you and I to talk about the apps that we use every single day, the things that we use to run our lives. Sure. Problem is mine literally change from week to week. <laughs> I always think I'm going to be stick to one. Right now I've been really good about things, but I uh, added I added the, the daily stoic to my to-do list, and then it pulled up my to-do list, and then I was like, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> you have the soundboard. Do you have like a wah-wah-wah? <laughs> no, I should get that one. I have this. This is my to-do list. No, this, this is, is how my no, to no. This has to be. This like, is how my to-do list makes me feel. And then I tried to add myself to the Daily Stoic, and then it pulled up my to-do list, and it was over a hundred items long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. I, I liked that segment. I wish I would have. I think you should have told me before. I I would have prepared better, but I'll bring some more for yeah. next time. We'll I mean, talk it, about it's that type it, of thing. It's something that we can revisit. But <clears throat> I um I was trying to think about. I guess if they're not if they're not top of my mind, then they can't be that good, right? Like the ones I talked about really aren't my favorites. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I just think it's also good to keep us both on our on our heels. Um, I I do like the idea of going to the apps and stuff later, but. And we can also retouch on this subject and literally at any time, if there's something you want to be like, Hey, I'm just thinking of this. You guys should go check this out. So, uh, this is a mess. We should wrap this up. <laughs> it's not that bad. I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think there, we just they, need to get better at the outro. Like, I feel like the intro is pretty good. I feel like the transitions pretty good. I feel like the first segment went well, like the second segment went well. We just don't know how to, stop talking and get off of the podcast <laughs> the, the, the last half of track b really just you know it's it's more of a just slow podcast into dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean cheers cheers that's how we should end it hello honestly i uh I, good podcast I pour, good podcast i poured this and it's mostly whiskey and i took one sip and i was like god it's thursday i don't need that yeah, you do.